You're going to hear some things in this interview that will challenge you. There's some things you might be skeptical about or you doubt the validity of it, and, and that's okay. But hey, please do me this favor. Put it to the test. I mean, there is unbelievable power in your thoughts, and Barry can help you harness him. And you can use that power. This is amazing stuff, I promise. Let's get into this episode. Keep an open mind. Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. Hey, I've got another guest that I've been wanting to have on here, and you don't know the blood, sweat, and tears we went through to make this happen. We'll get into that a little bit later, but my guest today, he's going to talk about the science of how thoughts become things. Not, this isn't just woo-woo stuff. This is the science behind how all this stuff actually happened. It's Barry Nicolau. Uh, Nicolau, or look, what do you, I've heard it pronounced both ways. How do you pronounce it? Nicolau. It's perfect, Nicolau. Joe. Perfect. Okay. All right. Let's go loud. All right. And he's in Sydney, Australia. If you recognize that accent, it is not from Alabama like me. So uh, Barry, he's a, he's a best-selling author. He's a well-known keynote speaker. He's a podcast host himself. He's a corporate coach and trainer. And he's on a mission to help people learn how to harness the power of their thoughts, which is so important. Hey, Barry, thanks for coming on. Oh, Joe, thank you so much for having me. It's brilliant to be here. Oh, it's awesome, man. So we talked about it a little bit. So if you're not familiar, Australia is not on the same time zone as Huntsville, <laughs> Alabama, where I am. We went back and forth. We were sweating this thing out, but we made it happen. You guys don't know, man. So in, in Alabama, we we know Australia from three ways. Uh, Crocodile Dundee, of course. That's where we get our history course, from. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. And uh, one episode of The Simpsons. That's basically all we know about Australia. <laughs> No, it's good. It's good. There's, there's, there's so much to the country. It's so beautiful to be in a. It's, it, it's interesting, Joe, with Australia. You know, initially we were a penal colony. So you know, for for England, so Australia was essentially one big jail. You know, two hundred years ago, um, and now we're just a hub for multiculturalism. A lot of nationalities have moved to Australia. There's a lot of. Uh, there has to be a lot of tolerance here as well because there's different beliefs, different religions, different people. Everyone's coming together in one big melting pot of multiculturalism. So uh, I think I think Australia is a good example of the tolerance that the world has to have right now as well with different beliefs and what have you that are all melding together um, to try and not uh, lose or say this way, has to, it has to be this way, or it has to be that way. Right. There's all this tolerance and there's all this love that has to exist. Uh, and sure, we've got our problems, you know, we've got our, we've got our issues, we've got our challenges as a country, but at the same time, there's so much to be learned from each other. There's so much to understand about each other and, and to understand that, you know, if you can make it in a society like this, where you've got the next person thinking quite differently or a different nationality to you, um, that you absorb whatever goodness is in that for you. And I think if you, if you can do that uh, with humility in your heart, um, I think what ends up happening is that you end up enriching yourself and enriching your family as well. And just doing what's best for you anyway. Just, just, just obviously at right. the end of the day, just, just, just yeah. do what's it, best Even if you, you want to be the most selfish person in the world, that's the way the world should work, right? <laughs> that they can make your life better just by accepting what they do and helping it see how it can help you. Look at yes. it selfishly, you know? Yes, yes. And, and, and obviously it works the other way around. If, if, right. if, if we're doing something that's democratic and someone comes from a non-democratic com- uh, country, then they might see things. And I think that's the draw card with Australia is that because we are a democracy, just like the US, uh, we're, we're in a situation where people love the freedoms. 
that that we give and they think oh well that's so beautiful i can actually do this um so it's great in that instance and then you go on to you know how thoughts become things and you go on to the uh, how 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 we enrich our lives with the books we read and the people we 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 have around us and and you know what joe as well the people that we don't have around us anymore because we're on a growth path and that's been i don't know if you're the same but but it's interesting when you're on a certain path in life um certain people enter and certain people exit right yeah. your your scenario and i think it's really really cool to be okay with both scenarios um i've got i've got a friend just 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 to give you an idea, we've been friends for 20 years and um, he's a nice guy. Like he's a really nice guy. But every time I left his company, I felt really down about myself and I didn't know why. So I've just kind of kind of stepped away from the friendship. I haven't, there hasn't been a fight. There hasn't been a problem. I've just stepped away. And it's interesting what happens when you step away from certain friendships. For me, uh, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but you create a vacuum that allows something better to enter. Right, yeah. And, and that's happened for me. I've had scenarios enter because I've had the space and time to allow that to happen. So if you've got all your pieces on the chessboard filled up, it's very hard for other pieces to jump on. And I think that's the key. It's like be very, very mindful of, of the people and the scenarios you want to have around you to build you up and also to be in the direction of where you're heading. Um, because some people, although they're really nice people, they're stagnant and they're stale and they're sitting back as it was 20 years ago. And if that's not you, then it's time for you to make a move. But if that is you, then that's fine. I mean, I mean, B, there's great friendships that last for 20, 30, 40 years. That's awesome. Um, but for me, I find that if I'm moving forward, I want to hang around with people that are also moving forward because I, I, I pull from their energy and they right. pull from my energy and we all lift. Man, so see you coming out with awesome. the, the nuggets already, man. Cause that's, that's something that uh, a lot of us just, just get on autopilot and we yeah, walk away yeah. and we don't know why we feel bad when we hang around people that we've known forever just because it's been like that so long. So I mean, be aware of that. And then I see that on my end on the weight loss thing. Well, you'll see a, a husband and wife where maybe the, the wife's trying to get healthier and yeah, yeah. he's not on board and he just ends yeah. up dragging him down or self-sabotaging yeah. or something like that to get back down to his levels. You'll see it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, there was an American advert we saw on weight loss the other day, and it was, re it was really interesting. It was about this husband and wife that were divorcing. And uh, she had a Facebook post that said something along the lines of, I've lost about 80 pounds, and his name was Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of divorced him because she was on this really health, beautiful kick, and, and he was not. And he was actually putting putting rubbish on her to say, why do you need to do this for yourself? And it's, it's interesting. It's, you know what, Joe, if, if something makes you feel good, like, but like, be it, be it mental or physical or, or nutrition or exercise, I don't think anyone has the right to kind of take that away from you. Like if it feels good to you and it feels like you're growing and you're, and I don't think even, if, even a spouse, like, I, I don't think that they've got the right. So you end up growing together or growing apart. Right. Right. And I think a lot of people end up growing apart in some instances because he or she just doesn't want to go on that journey. Uh, it's very common to see if someone, one of the spouses loses a tremendous amount of weight. Uh, it's yeah. It's almost like it's a whole new person. I mean, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Gary must be a small guy. Eighty pounds, not a big, not a big human. So I mean, it must be. Oh, little, okay. <laughs> was, uh, who's that guy? There used to be a short Gary back on the some sitcoms back, and they'll come to me and say, "Anyway, we can move on. Yeah. Let's get into the, the science of this thing." Because I know yeah, some people yeah, are, yeah. are kind of skeptical of it. And then where yeah. I'm from, a lot of engineers, so they want to know the science oh, behind good. things. So good, uh, good. let's hear about the okay. science behind how thoughts become actual things. 
All right. So th this is really, really, really cool. And for the scientists out there that are listening, um, uh, you might want to get a pad and pen out or re-listen to this episode. So so just before I get to the science, I want to give you a little bit of an intro. Um, sure. I, I, about six years ago, I actually um, was at my job at the time and I was driving to an appointment. And I promise I'm going to get to the science, but I just want to give you some understanding sure, of how... Yeah. I went down this path. Um, and as I was driving to an appointment in the shoe industry, of all things, Joe, I was actually a shoe salesman, a wholesale shoe salesman. So I was selling to retailers. And as I was driving to an appointment, I got a phone call in the car saying, I'm running late, Barry. Can you delay me one hour? And I said, no problem. So as I was driving past this cemetery, Joe, the best thing to describe what happened is my cast did itself. It felt like my cast did itself inside this beautiful cemetery. So I, I drive down these big, wide, beautiful roads and these canopy of trees, and you really feel inspired and you really feel like you, you really feel happy for being alive. I pulled my car over and I started walking amongst the gravestones to kill the hour, more or less. And I started to do the maths in between the years on the gravestones themselves and you discover how old people were when they passed away. So I started reading and, and going on these beautiful kind of manicured lawns and, and gravestones and you start to be really appreciative for your life. And a sense of clarity came over me that I couldn't really understand. It almost felt supernatural in one instance because to be aligned with who you are as a person, to be aligned with God, as far as I'm concerned, is a beautiful moment in time. And that's what I felt happened to me. So as I leant back against my car to go back to my appointment, I closed my eyes for a few seconds just to be in that beautiful bewilderment of being... Uh, happy to be alive. But at the same time, there was this change, there was this force in me, there was this um, knowingness that I could be more. So at that point, this yearning was inside of me, I closed my eyes, and I felt three words bombard me on a level that I can't quite understand. And, and it really kind of scared me because I never heard uh, communication being delivered in this way. And these three words were live your life. I didn't quite understand what that meant. Um, and it kind of shocked me because it felt like it was bombarded inside of me. So I dismissed it and I just like, Barry, get back in the car. This is too scary to contemplate what it could be. So I went in the car, went to my appointment, uh, went home, had dinner with the family and went to bed, um, thinking nothing more of this scenario. Then I wake up at 3 a.m. with the word your highlighted in my brain, like live your life. Don't try and live a life specific to what other people think. Or, you know, even even us, you know, like li live a life that's in tune to your talents, your dreams, your aspirations. And I and I finally got it. So at 3 a.m. in the morning, I started writing and I started writing and writing. Um, and I didn't know what I was writing. It was more of an information brain dump of what inspired me inside, right? So I just started writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. And all of a sudden, um, a year later, um, I had 11 chapter headings and I had a book, um, well, a manuscript that didn't have a book yet. And uh, with, I guess, 11 areas that intersected personal fulfillment and financial success, because I wanted those two areas to, 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 collide. Um, and all of a sudden, I finished the manuscript. I'm like, how the hell do I get this thing published? I don't know a publisher. I get this random message on Facebook. Um, and the Facebook message was, we publish books. If you're a, if you're an author, we'd love to read your manuscript. And there I'm like, go. what What the hell, right? So I got in touch with John. John and I put a, um, put a, a, a book ID together. 
we got to Amazon, we got to number one on Amazon in six countries and 19 categories. And that led me on this path of understanding that if you have this inspiration within you, you've got to take the next right step in that direction. So as I was writing the book, I wanted to understand the science of how thoughts become things. And the second book is in the works right now. And the second book is really delving into the science. Oh, cool. But to give you an idea of what the science is. So, so a lot of people see the tangible realities that we live in. And if you take a step back, even the chair you're sitting on, the computer you're looking at, um, um, at home, the furniture that you have, everything that we can touch and feel as matter, you can touch it and say, well, Barry, that's real. I can feel it. And, you know, you touch the the arm of your partner and you know you feel their warmth and you say barry they are real i feel them they're in my life so if you look at the science behind it if you take skin and bone and you take a microscope to skin and bone you get cells we all get that you go down deeper still into the body you get molecules you go down deeper still into molecules you get atoms now inside atoms are really cool little things called subatomic particles now this is just Stay with me here. So inside subatomic particles, if you look at that and you go, well, what's inside subatomic particles? Let's go as far as we can here. So if you look inside subatomic particles, you get these little things called quarks, Q-U-A-R-K-S. You can Google them and have a look. Now, quarks change under an electron microscope just through looking at them just through observation this is really 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 cool stuff right if you're a scientist you would love to right. really you know, delve into this and you think holy crap quarks are changing just through thought like there's nothing else that can be influencing quarks except thought so you think to yourself holy crap so if i think a certain thought the quark will change dynamic if you think another thought the quarks will also change dynamic. So you think to yourself, if thought influences quark, then thought influences everything right up the food chain. So thought influences quark, which influences subatomic particles, atoms, uh, molecules, cells, and matter. So when we say thoughts become things, or when you say, I want to create a certain life for myself, or when you say, I'm looking for a really good partner in life, or when you say, I want to start a business or a podcast or heal from an illness, um, everything starts at that quark belief thought level and travels up the food chain. If you're not aware of how this dynamic actually works, you can you can quickly see how people can go down a rabbit hole of negativity, of despair, of 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 you know life sucks. Um, but if you really step back and look at your life, or look at everybody, or look at anybody else's life from from a, a stance of perspective, life is actually really beautiful. Like we've got these little parentheses in eternity, this little bit of 70, 80, 90 years, if we're lucky, mm -hmm. that we get to live this life. And then you ask the purpose and you ask why we're here. And, and, and everything points to the fact that for me anyway, in the research that I've done, is everything gets us to a deeper understanding of love. Um, even even the pain that we go through, even the suffering that we go to, you 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 realize that after the fight you've had, or after the pain you've gone through, or after the, the you know the healing that you've gone through, or every single thing that we get bombarded with from an emotional point of view, is there to teach us a deeper understanding of what love actually means. And if you look at emotions, and this is something that I I really help my one to one clients and the corporate clients that I've now got on board, is if you look at um, the basis of any negative emotion, Joe. Um, let's take anger. When you're really angry at something, anger is just disappointed love. Oh, wow. I haven't thought like, about like that it, one. 
Yeah, man. Like it's like it's it's love that's been hurt and that's been pained and that's been frustrated and love has twisted to become anger. Now, the thing we've got to be really, really mindful of is when we create a, a scenario, we're creating it from an emotional base. So if we create something from because I love, let's say you, you want to create a business and and you really want to create it because you love what that business could be or you love what it could, how it could impact or what it could do. You're creating it from a joyous space, from a love base. You can also create a business from anger. You can create it because I'm angry about it. this doesn't exist and I'm going to be angry and angry and angry. And the thing to remember, you can create from anger and you can create successful things from anger. Like you can earn money by being angry sure. sort of thing. Pe people will go, oh, he's angry. He must be onto something. But the thing that you've got to realize is that when you create from an emotion, it takes that emotion to sustain it. Um. So... So if you've created from anger, if you want to, if you want to sustain the same level of intensity in that business to make it grow, then you'll have to pour the same amount or, or the same frequency of emotion into it to keep it going. So I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to spend the next 20 years being angry. I want to spend the next 20 years coming from a place of love and joy and appreciation, and gratitude and helping people make it make, make better of themselves if they want that. So, so that's the thing that I've, rec I've actually recognized in myself. Um, I've created from anger before and I don't like who I become when I have to sustain it. So I've just, I've just put that aside and I'm like, right, what do I love? Who do I love? What do I want in my circle around me? Uh, what sort of business do I want to create? Who can help me in that business? Are they the same energy as me? And if all those boxes are ticked, I take the next step. Um, and if all those boxes aren't ticked, I've become really attuned to just saying it's not for me right now. And that, that comes down to the people in your life, even your friendship circles. And that comes down to your spouse and it comes down to, you know, how you feel about your mental health and your physical health. You know, like I'm, I'm all about, for me, I'm all about understanding that, that intuition and feeling is there to guide you uh, to the next right move. It's not something to dismiss. And for me, spirituality is because of that moment at that cemetery. Spirituality for me has taken on a whole new meaning and a whole new role. And for me, um, I thought I knew what being in tune with God meant until I had that experience. Because if you really think about it, spirituality is a feeling thing. Like it, it is something that you must feel inside yourself. Um, you, can, you can't really think your way into a new awareness. It has to be something that that you kind of catch up with a with a with a friend, with a mate, and you say to them, you know, I've had something happen, and I feel different, and and that's very hard to come from a thinking aspect. It has to come from a feeling aspect, and I think the scientists out there might might struggle to understand that. Um, but for me, um, if you look at your life, everything, all the decisions you make, uh, once you strip away all the thinking, uh, it, it comes down to how it makes you feel. Does this make me feel good? Does, does this friend make me feel good when I'm with him? Does this, you know, uh, sure, we're going to have our challenges, absolutely. But but overall, is it a, so I guide myself and I guide my decisions, the business partners that I have and the opportunities that are in front of me, I kind of go away from the conversation and I'm like, right, Barry, how does this make me feel inside? And if it feels good, and if the friendship feels good, then I make a decision to take a step forward in life. If, if, if it doesn't feel good, if it feels toxic, 
And I believe um, Einstein had a quote with this, which was really, really important, but I've really absorbed that in my own life. Um, and I think it's a really nice way to live. You become attuned, Joe, to the people that really want to um, um, embrace what you're all about rather than the people that continually question and, 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 and kind of end up being a bit of a negative force in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what I love about what you do with, and with your book, especially that it's not just, Hey, here, go make a bunch of money any way possible. Uh, no, it's, nah, it's nah, the crossroads nah. of, Hey, have a great life. And Oh, you can have yeah. some money along with it too, while you do that. So I think that's what yeah. really separates you. And that's what really people, they need that <laughs> message right now. Thank you very much, man. Like to hear you say that, um, it reaffirms to me that I'm on the right path as well. Um, it, you know, what's, it, what, what's really interesting, um, and, and have a look at your own life. Um, some people say to me, you know, we use the, the term law of attraction. I don't know if you've heard of this term, sure, Joe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really big in Australia right now. And, and what it actually means is you, you end up attracting scenarios in your life um, that are, are a direct reflection of who you are as a person. It's not so much I want to attract a nice car or a nice house or whatever. And, and those things are real and they're tangible. And if you want to go down that path, you can. But you end up attracting um, the scenario that if you're a giving person, if you're a person that wants to add value to people's lives, all of a sudden, what tends to happen is that the universe responds with the same message to you. It says, Joe, how may I be of service to you? What do you want? What, what are your fondest desires, your fondest dreams? What sort of business do you want to run in five years' time? What's, what's something that we can help you with? But it's only when you're in a position of service and love and joy to your world that the same energy gets, gets, gets sent back. And it works with negativeness as well. So it's, 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 it's really interesting. God has given us the most unbelievable apparatus in the fact that we have our own feelings, our own thoughts, our own brains, our own decisions, because he's not saying, I'm just going to give you the good stuff. He's saying, I'm going to give you all of it. I'm going to give you the whole spectrum of emotions here. And we've got the ability to choose which emotion we want to embrace. So it's not like we're, 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 we're just fed negativity or we're just fed positivity. So for me, um, if you're ever in a funky space or if you're ever in a space that you feel that you're down on your life or if you feel down on your marriage or if you feel down on your health or if you feel down at a business that's not succeeding the way you want it to and you want to know what to do next emotionally, the best thing you can do is to get back into gratitude. The, that, like that's the number one thing. And for me, um, I've got a gratitude journal. I write in it every every night. And yeah, it might seem repetitive and it might seem like it's a pain in the butt because you've got a million other things to do. But try and get into the habit of writing down the things that you are truly, truly grateful for. And I wouldn't even talk about material things, not houses and cars, not, not that stuff. Like start small, like your fingernails are growing at the most perfect rate. Your eyes can see. Not everyone can see. Right. You know, your, yeah. your nose, your, your, you can taste cuisines. You, 
you can walk you know what joe you can walk and get a coffee you can walk and get your groceries not everyone has that privilege <laughs> and but we take it for granted every day like that's the stuff you get grateful for right and then if you want to get bigger and look at your family and look at your your you know your business or look at your job that you're grateful for you can you can provide an income for your family and that stuff you can get bigger and bigger for if you can spend between 10 to 15 minutes a day in gratitude um, like real soulful thank you for all these great I'm not saying I'm not striving for other things I am but I've got so much good stuff happening now and I'm ignoring it because I'm always striving striving I think that's wrong I think you've got to take note of the inventory of what you have got which is a hell of a lot I mean, if you look at Europe right now, if you look at the war in Ukraine right now, those people don't have a roof above their heads. If you've got a roof, you're doing well. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sort of five million people are now just exiled from a country. Like try and try and look at five million people. You know what I mean? Like it's it's families that have been uprooted. It's kids, man, that will remember this for the rest of their life. You know, like there's so get into a sense of gratitude for the freedoms that we have, for the societies that we live in, for the you know, it's it's about that. Um and for me, when you're in that state, you always the beautiful thing about gratitude is that it's reciprocal in the sense that you have more to be grateful for if you can stay in gratitude for as long as you can. And and at the same time, yeah, strive for what you want and go for what you want and connect with the right people and bring love and joy and value to your life. But secretly, you're also saying to yourself, that's all cool, but I am so lucky. Like, like God, thank you for blessing me. And it is my duty to then spread that inspiration and spread that gratitude and spread that love through a podcast, through a TV show, through a, through a blog, through an a, a Instagram post, whatever it is. Like, it's your duty because you are part of the world that can uplift people when they're in their most vulnerable, when they're in the most negative, when they're in the most hurt and pain. You're the light. Joe, like God is using you, using me, using millions of others to spread the love. And the moment we stay quiet is the moment that people think that the hope is gone. And it certainly hasn't. It's just that the fear sometimes speaks a little louder. So we've got to, again, keep going until we die. Wow, man. Wow. I'm, I'm fired up, man. I'm ready to go. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah thank you, man. We, we need you. more people like you, man. So, yeah, because yeah. I don't know about you. When I was starting my podcast, I had that, you know, that uh, imposter syndrome, like, oh, there's so yeah. many podcasts. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why start another one? And I was like, well, only I can bring my unique perspective to this. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And you as well. You There's people that, that kind of are in the same realm what you do, but yeah. they, don't, they aren't yeah. spreading that message right there. So, no, appreciate no, it. no. Yeah. Thank, and, th and thank you. And I had exactly that thinking as well. Like there are far more qualified yeah. and, 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 and you know what, smarter people than, than, than me, people that I've done academic um, studies that I'm like, I know that they're up there and they're so smart. And that's the moment where it's a trap, Joe, because um, there are people that won't connect to those people like they connect to us. Right. Yeah. And and I think then if we stay quiet because we think that they're smarter or more equipped or have more money or whatever it is, then if 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 we stay quiet because of that, it's 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 something that we will do a disservice to our world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of in that yeah. same realm. Sometimes you know I'll have my rock solid belief and I'm doing good yeah. and I'm confident, and then yeah, yeah, somewhere deep in the old brain, the subconscious <laughs> says, ah, yeah. no. 
Uh, then that, that doubt starts creeping in and it happens yeah. to a lot of us. What, what do we do then? Because it happens to a lot of us. <sighs> well, I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you now and, and this is a really, really good point to consider. Um, uh, y your mind, so the, from the research that I've done, um, the subconscious mind has no choice but to show you the physical reality that you believe to be true. So let's just, just for example, let's just use some really innocuous examples, okay? Let's use the money as an example. If you believe that you are worth a million dollars a year as an annual income, right? And you go to a party with friends and you say, you know what, guys, I think I can do this income stream and, and if I can have this and this and this and, and if I have that income from there and that income from there and real estate and I've got shares and I've got my business and I maybe have a small job and I, I reckon I can do this and I feel like it's important for me to be able to reach this milestone. And you go home and everyone's pumped, and everyone's excited. And you go home that night and you have your shower and you go to bed. And you're looking at the ceiling and you're thinking, yeah, that's bullshit. That's not true. Um, who am I to earn that sort of income stream? I'm only on 70,000 now. You know, who, how can I make up 930,000? Who am I kidding? And that ends up being your true belief, right? So the subconscious mind will show you that your dream is not worth getting. Or it's, so it ends up believing that story. It doesn't end up believing the story when you went to dinner with friends. So it's really, really important. Now, let's say it's another person now and they also believe that they're worth a million dollars a year and they go out with friends and they have the same scenario and everyone's pumped and everyone's excited. Guys, yeah, you can do this because it means if you earn that sort of money, it means you can help that charity and it means you can live there and it means you can help that person and it means you can buy that and it means you can, and you can really, really have some fun with that. And then you go home at night different person now and they brush their teeth have a shower and go to bed and they start looking at people in the world that have achieved that income stream that already have done it and you look at their story i mean the internet is open now everyone there's no privacy anymore almost no privacy so if you want to look at someone's story it's very easy to google their blog or whatever it is and you look at geez they did it and you start to go down that road and you start to go so if I do this amount from my job and that amount from shares and I buy that real estate, blah, 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 in two years time or three years time, I could be earning this income. This is really exciting. And if you really believe it to be true, the subconscious mind will go, okay, I'll look for scenarios, people, situations, circumstances that match that belief. So two very different people uh, at dinner, two very, the same people, but when they go to bed at night, their true beliefs are also very, very, very different. Now, take money out of off the table and just think about uh, healing from a from a disease. And and you got two people with cancer, and one one person has looks at it and goes, "If you've got cancer, Barry, that's it. Your life's over. You're gonna you're gonna have chemo. You're gonna get out of chemo. It's gonna come back. You're gonna die." And the next person looks at it and goes have people beat this type of cancer? And they start researching. Oh yes, this person's beat it from chemo. This person's beat it naturally. They've looked at their diet, their food, their nutrition, their mindset, and they've beat this cancer. They've reversed the cancer cells, right? And you go, well, who's right? There's two people here. Who is the correct one? I mean, there's one reality, right? How do we actually have these two different scenarios? And it all comes down to belief. And it all comes down to trying to convince the subconscious mind that this is a true thing. People have healed from cancer. This is a real thing. I'm not making it up. Here is the evidence. So you start to convince the left side of the brain that this is a true thing. This is not me going into woo-woo science. Right. This is actually a real thing. So all of a sudden, 
you start believing that story. And then you come to a realization, Joe, which is this, there is not one reality. If there's 8 billion of us on the planet, there are 8 billion realities because everyone experiences a version of what they believe to be true about everything. So, so it's for me, when I discovered that it ended up like blowing my mind because uh, you, you come up against people. And this is what I was saying before about the friendships that I'm letting go. They were of the opinion that when you get cancer, it's over. And um, man, I don't want to live in that world. I want to, I want to live in the world where um, the possibility of us pushing the boundaries is, is there. So it's super cool, man. Like for, for me, that's, that's, that's how I've lived my life in the last six, seven years. And it's euphoric, man. Like it's, it, it blows your mind, especially if the science is understood. And then you kind of ask, where the hell have I been on my life? Like, what have I, why have I not been looking at it through this way? Yeah. Um, be, because then everything's possible, man. Like miracles happen. Like there are, there are scenarios and, and you've got that spark inside you, that God spark. It's like if, 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 if we're small pieces of the almighty God, and that's what I believe in my heart, and that God created from nothing, he created the earth from nothing, then we can create from thought as well, just in a smaller version, which means healing from cancer, opening that business, having the right friendships, like, like we are an example of God's love and, and God's miracle. So when I go down that road, miracles are not this thing that Jesus did 2000 years ago. They're available to all of us. I think there was a quote in the Bible that says the least among you can do all that I have done. And if not bigger things, it's understanding that we are all small seeds of this beautiful, bigger oak tree. So we just have to believe it. We just have to absorb it and drown out the noise of the world that is saying, no, it's not true or it's not, it's fear-based and you have to take from people to get what you want. And it's all about being angry to get what you, bullshit. It's not true. You can create from, from love, from giving. And when I think about God, for me, Joe, I don't think about Jesus on the cross. I think about, for me, I think about Jesus with his arms open, giving because I think giving is the nature of God. If you look at the nature, we haven't got a wrathful, angry God. We've got a, a God that's loving and kind and, and is patient with his children, not a God that is always angry. So for me, I'll try to emulate that, try to emulate, trying to be a bit more patient, a bit more tolerant, a bit more kind, a bit more joyous, create from love, be God-like as much as possible. And sure, you're going to get angry sometimes and you're going to get fear-based sometimes, but I don't live there. I, I catch myself and I go, this doesn't feel right. <clears throat> and why, why and would you I, be any other way, right? Why, If you get to choose, why would you be under any other way? That's what I don't understand is people that yeah. choose to go mm. into negativity. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I yeah. was there at one point in my life as well. And yeah. that's all I focused yeah. on. It. And guess what? Guess yeah. what grows when you focus yeah, on man. all yeah, that negativity, you, but you, you can flip it around. Wolf. You, yeah. you talked about it earlier. Just focus on that one little thing that you have good going in your life, you yeah. know, and just and grow that from there. So that's an excellent point. You'd mentioned on gratitude and just, mm. um, and you, you talked about manifest. I want you to do your presentations. You talk about <laughs> apple pies. Most people and you know, their <laughs> thoughts becoming things. Let's talk some apple pie. So uh, yeah, no if problem. I can think of one way to get an apple pie, I just okay, go, yep. go yep, buy yep. an apple pie, but you know, of four <laughs> ways we could get an apple pie. And I, I want to hear those. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. So this is really cool. So in the presentations that I do in Sydney, Australia, um, we have a well-being festival here called the Mind, Body and Spirit Fair. And it is, is, it, it is Australia's largest fair. It gets about 10,000 people through over three days time. So I've, I'm potentially speaking to about 500 or 1,000 people in the room. And we talk about manifesting big things in our life. Um, and the way to get to start that conversation is I talk about an apple pie as a small, let, let's see if we can do this scenario. So there are four ways that we can get an apple pie. The first way is you've just nailed it, Joe. The first way is that you go to a bakery or you go to the store and you hand them over a few dollars and they give you an apple pie and you eat the apple pie. So that's the first way you can get an apple pie. The second way you can get an apple pie is if you and I are catching up, Joe, over a coffee or what have you, you say to me, Barry, <clears throat> I've got this craving for an apple pie. Here's a few dollars. You slide some, you slide five dollars across the table, and you say, "Do you mind if you hop next door and you grab me that beautiful apple pie that I saw in the window?" So then I will go. No problem, Joe. I'll go outside and I'll, I'll buy the apple pie and I'll bring it to you. So in a business scenario, that is say having employees, right? So the employees are doing the work as well as you. So you've got employees bringing in business, bringing in scenarios to the business itself. So that's the second way is that someone else goes and buys it for you. The third way is that you and I are sitting down at a park bench or wherever it is. And uh, we're talking like we are now and we're drinking a coffee or having a beer or whatever it is. And and the bakery truck pulls outside and says, we have the best apple pies you've ever tasted. And you look at me like, what the hell just happened? And I'm looking at the apple pie and your truck and you're looking at the apple pie truck and someone hops out and says, excuse me, Joe, is this your apple pie? Now you've manifested it. You've gone into a scenario where you have been craving something so much that it's coming to your existence. And that's the point where humanity is right now. We're just understanding that thoughts attract things. Negative thoughts attract negative things. Positive thoughts attract positive scenarios. Now, the apple pie is just a silly, innocuous example. But if you can use the scenario of getting your thoughts into the right hemisphere of the things that you want to materialize, not the things that you don't want to materialize, then all of a sudden the universe matches that and brings that to you as well as you performing good deeds, being of service and, and embracing gratitude. So for me, that's where humanity is at. So if you look at where Barry specifically is at, I'm at the third level where I'm, I'm preaching and I'm, I'm understanding this stuff from my own life, which then lets me talk to you and be on stages around Australia. So the fourth way, the last way is where humanity is going, I believe. And this is going to sound a little bit out there to a lot of people, but um, it's where you put your hand out and you ask for an apple pie and it materializes with a cherry on top in front of your hand. Now that's the that's kind of the god level, right? That's 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 where we're heading. And I do believe that humanity is heading in that way. It might take us a few hundred years or a thousand years to get there, but we are heading in that god realized state because if he has that power, then and we're small pieces of that, then one day we are evolving and we are growing to understand that more and more and and understand that you know, Joe, we only use 10% of our brains, right? It's, it's, it's well documented. What the hell is the other 90% for? You know, you got to ask the question, do that, will the human being evolve to a level where you can materialize things from nothing? I mean, right now, in our current understanding, you'd think I'm nuts talking like this. But then if you go back 150 years, the world was flat. Right. 
And that was the most up-to-date information we had at the time with the most brilliant scientific minds that if you sail to a certain point on the earth, you will fall off. So do we know now better? Absolutely. And do we have satellites around the earth that can pinpoint through Google Maps or through anything, through anything in the world? Like you take that technology and you take it back 100 years, you are a mad scientist. Right. And for us, well, it's normal, right? Oh, it's bad. It's Google Earth. Here's my phone. Well, hang on. It's only normal because you now know about it and you've experienced it. So what I'm saying is what don't we know about, about the human condition, about where we're going as a species, about the fact that thoughts can become things. Where Where is that going? So for me, stage four is where we really understand that we can materialize from thought. And stage three is a prelude to that is understanding that if you can align this with desires, then all of a sudden coincidences is the best way to understand it. They come into your life and you go, how the hell did that happen? And then you manifest certain things and then friends go, are you freaky? You're weird. How did you make that happen? Or how did that happen? You just got lucky. Barry, you just got lucky. I didn't get lucky. I turned around and I knew what was possible and I aligned my thoughts with joy and gratitude while I was on my journey. And all of a sudden, cool scenarios pop up and you look at it as lucky. It is not. It, it is it's aligning myself with the power that's within all of us. Uh, the only thing with you is that you've, you've, you've either not decided to pay attention to it or you don't know you've got it. Yeah. And that's, that's an awesome thing about what you teach is you've got everything yeah, you need right now. You don't you have do, to go to any special, you don't have to be a doctorate in anything. You no, don't need any special no, education. No, you just go no. in and everyone has it already. You're just teaching yeah, people man. how to harness it. That's the coolest part. And then you That's... think about, you know, if you told someone even 30 years ago that I could be sitting in Huntsville, Alabama, talking to someone <laughs> in Sydney, Australia, just like we're sitting in the same room on video. I mean, it's crazy, right? That's just 30 years ago. So who knows in 100 years, you may have that yeah. apple pie in your hand. Who knows? <laughs> just Google. Yeah, you're spot on, man. Like it's, it's exciting. If, if you're not at least, um, if you're listening to us today and you're thinking that we're a little bit crazy, um, it's okay to think that. Um, I, 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 if you wanted to know where the next right move was for you, just be open to having a conversation or, 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 or looking at a book or listening to another podcast or just be open to this conversation. <clears throat> if you're not open to this conversation, it says a lot more about you than it does about me and about, and about us. So I guess, I guess uh, having an open mind is probably one of the most fundamental core necessities moving forward in life because there are things that we don't know yet. At our current rate of humanity, there are things. So what I'm saying is that be open to, holy crap, what don't we know? Based on the fact that there's been all these changes in, in the last 30, 40, 50 years, look forward now to the next 30, 40, 50 years, not so much with technology, but look forward with um, what are we going to understand about the human psyche, about, about how powerful it is in the next 30, 40, 50 years, and what will that then take us? Where, where, where will that take us? And I don't think there's a more exciting conversation in the world. Yeah. Because we, what, what, do you, yeah. what do you have to lose? First of all, what do you got to lose? Right. Your, 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 the only thing you got to lose is your ego. Right. That's it, man. That, that's the only, and, and if you're stuck to your ego and you think things have to be a certain way and we have to do this and we have to, for me, that's a fixed mindset. I, I have no room in my life for that because it, it almost means that you're stuck. You know, you remember, um, we, 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 I teach a class here in, um, 
it's we, we call it inherited thinking, Joe. So thinking the way that your great grandparents, grandparents, and parents thought, and 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 all these values and morals and fears get passed down generationally, right? And it's really cool. Like there's good stuff that gets passed down. There's you know there's 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 honesty and and you know work hard ethic and there's happiness and there's all these great traits being passed down holistically about how to live a good life. But what we don't take note of is that the fears also get passed down. Um, and, you know, your great grandparents, your grandparents, they might have been in a state of war, which gave them a, a sense of scarcity, a sense of um, uh, people are always out to kill you. People are always out to hurt you. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Don't start that business. Don't, don't, don't risk all your heart in love. Right. You might get. So there's that that gets passed down. So you, you have to be as, as, as a modern person, you have to look at it and go, OK, I love you, mum and dad, and I love my grandparents. Um, is there anything here that doesn't serve me? And, and for me, it's been a really, really big learning curve because I look at the fears that my mum has involuntarily passed down. Um, she hasn't thought about it because she just wants to protect me. Right. And I think to myself, well, mum, I love you, but you know, these things that you're passing down, uh, we're living in new times with new opportunities, with new friends, with new connections, with new uh, worldviews. And I said, if you're coming from 1970 or 1980, thinking practices and you're applying it in 2020 22 then then i don't know if a lot of it is valid and honestly i don't want to go around being fearful of everything i want to go out feeling my way through and yeah i'm going to stumble and fall and yeah i'm going to make mistakes absolutely but i know that i'm following my road my path and i'm taking all the good stuff from you that value that honesty that good working ethic and and i'm taking all that stuff but I'm going to kind of leave behind the scary fear-based stuff. And I appreciate that you've passed that down, but um, I don't, I can't live my life like those words I got at that cemetery. I can't do that if I don't dissect what's, what's positive and what's can be harmful. Oh man. Well, this is, this has been so awesome. <laughs> before we go, man, tell me, tell me about the second book. I need to know about the second book. What's, okay. Okay. What's it coming out? Yeah. What's it about? You but, said the science side, but I need more. Yeah, man. So you need more. So basically, um, I, I've, uh, I'll tell you the title. It's a really cool title. It's called move the mountain. Um, and it's all about us having a mountain of, uh, stuff that we've got to shift in our life. Um, and it's about strategies on how to do that. And I talk about the family dynamic, the money dynamic, the health dynamic are the big three areas. But then I, I sprinkle it with a lot of stories from my life that I've gotten over things. So it'll be coming out at Christmas, uh, hopefully. I'm about 15,000 words in and I've targeted 40,000 words. So I'm about 40% there. Um, but for me, it's exciting, man, because and I've got all these great testimonials from these podcasts that I've been on and I've it's really exciting because at the time of launch, everyone wants to be part of the launch. So it's, it's, it's really cool because moving the mountains are what it's all about. It's, it's about making sure that you've got that ability to move that mountain in your life, whatever that mountain is, and making sure that you know that God is within you, that, that you've got that strength, man. It's all, it, you're just not using it. It is there. He, he is within you. So just use it. It's cool. Oh. This is life-changing stuff, man. If you can just keep that open mind and start applying these practices, it will change your life for sure. Absolutely. 100%, man. 100%. And, and if people want to follow you, what's the best place? Your website, the best place for them to follow? Yeah, man. In Instagram. I, I look at my Instagram messages daily. So if you go to um, at Barry Nicolau, so B-A-R-R-Y, and then the surname is N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U. 
Barry Nicolau. Um, and then just go to barrynicolau.com. Uh, you'll see my corporate website. We're helping a lot of corporations, Joe, understand this stuff. Oh, great. So super cool. Super cool. cool. And I'll, I'll link all that in show notes so people can click right through so they don't have to worry about spelling. I know that's not a Thank strong you. suit of mine. So, <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on, man, sharing all this great information with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Love Absolutely. It. We'll look for that book around Christmas. We'll talk to you later. Thank you very much, Joe. Wow, what a great episode. You share that with somebody. I'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors. McWilliams Marketing. They can help your business grow. Regardless of the size of the project, you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business. No cookie cutter, one size fits approach here. So Amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion, optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. Teak Patnick with Patnick Realit. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Hey, is your child struggling with math? Are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You'll see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. And go to their website, mathnasium.com slash madisonal, and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk-free and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. Check them out again, mathnasium.com, madisonal. You know what you need in your life? Some apparel app. It's where I get all my t-shirts and the Hope Dealer stickers there and all my stuff over there. But you can brand just about anything you want there. Whether you have an idea of what you want or you have no idea where to start, they can help you. Go check out their website, apparelab.inc, I-N-K. You, or you can email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Use a promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some great products. Hey, these are awesome businesses. Go support them. They're out supporting positivity, and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.